you know, we need to tighten up our act a little bit. Our show last time yeah. ran a little bit long, 33 minutes, so. And eight seconds. 33 minutes, huh? 33 so. minutes and eight seconds. Okay. Oh, we'll do, thank sir. you. Okay, yeah. well, listen, the best way we can do that is just get this show on the road. Let's go. Okay. got a new song too wow hey, good music yeah. that's for sure wow yeah hey it's the bro show by the way and my name's jerry and my name's john we're actual brothers we do this mm -hmm. every week and you can get notified all you have to do is go to www.bro.show yeah and you can subscribe it's free and you will mm -hmm. not get hassled you will get notified every saturday when the show drops, right, John? A, a gentle reminder. That's all you're going to get. Surprisingly gentle. Hmm. <laughs> Very good. You're welcome. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so uh, big deal. Lots of stuff going on. Weather, uh, snow, ugh, all kinds the of time. stuff. But we have a show. We've been working we... the whole time on the show. And I got I to know, John. What what t-shirt are you wearing? What t-shirt well, are you not wearing? I feel, very, I feel very comfortable this week to wear our new t-shirt, Season of the Werewolf, The Bro Show, the www.bro.show, with the werewolf riding or actually riding on a motorcycle. Oh, that's, that's a it. good one. That's a good yep. one. You can get it's you a long get sleeve that. too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got the long sleeve. Okay. Yep. Well, you know, uh, you can get those things. They're in our, our, our store, our merchandise Ooh, store, merch.bro.show. Yeah, and we got a link to it. You'll see it. Very the bottom of our show notes. Okay, buddy. So, yeah, that's good. I am wearing uh, the Season of the Meerkats. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah, wow. I like that. That's a good one. So, you know, okay, we've got that. Yeah, that's all. It's all good. You know, I think sponsor. we got a sponsor, too. Yeah, go for it. We it's sure do. Animal Legal Defense Fund. Animal Legal Defense Fund and this 501c3 organization's mission is to protect the lives and advance the interest of animals through the legal system. And they do some good stuff. They actually file high impact lawsuits. They provide free legal advice to other lawyers and they support tough animal protection legislation. And most of all, what really captures our interest is the fact that they've got swag. They do, just like we do, and they have good-looking, good-looking stuff. It looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. By the way, on the front page of their website, you will see Mara, uh, Rooney Mara, the actress, advocating for the Animal Legal Defense Fund. That's right. She finally nice. caught up with us, John. She finally caught up with us. What do you know? 
<laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't even get a thank you note from the guys over at ADLM. You know, well, I, I didn't get anything. Didn't get a damn thing. And, you know, no, just, I thought. But, but think about it. Should what? you get something? They don't know about us. What, they don't? That's the relationship that we have oh, that's created. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Our sponsors don't know they're our sponsors. I forgot. <laughs> I got a little carried away. A little carried <laughs> you away. <did>. You sure <laughs> did. All right, sir. Wow. Well, I think we have a, a season of the werewolf, so we have a werewolf story. We have a werewolf story. And I'll tell you, last week I, I was a little concerned because we did Werewolf 101. And it was a little frightening to, I think, some of our listeners. I mean, I'm sure that they felt threatened by werewolves. They're worried. They're concerned. They probably are losing some sleep. And I think we owe it as a public service to talk a little bit about werewolf weaknesses and protection techniques. We need to settle down our listening audience and let them know that it's not quite as bad as they might think it is. And sure enough, you can maybe talk yeah. a little bit about some of the yeah. things that are important for our listeners to know as it relates to protecting themselves from werewolves. Well, I found a I found a great article on this. You know, I have my own thoughts, of course, but we like to have <laughs> second or third references on these things. So uh, this is an article that was written, uh, and we have a link to it. And he, the title of the article is "Werewolf Weaknesses and Protection Techniques," and it's well sourced. Uh, yes, these tips these tip, tips come from uh, three different. What is it? One, two, three, four. Five different publications, uh, the Werewolf Handbook, a Werewolf's Guide to Life, Life. a Complete like Idiot's it. Guide to Werewolves. That's my favorite. <laughs> I, know. I like that. The one you said, the Werewolf's Guide to Life, a manual for yeah. the newly bitten. <laughs> yeah, for the newly bitten. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> werewolves uh, and Werewolves, Myth, Mystery, and Magic. So, yeah, this is some good stuff in here. Let's go over a couple of them. You know, let's start at the top. Number one okay. thing, and by the way, uh, I would like to propose to you, John, if you, you go along with it, that as a public service, we should let people know how close we are to the to the uh, full moon. What it's do you probably think? the most credible thing we're going to be talking about is when ah! the full moon takes, <laughs> takes I can't blood. believe you said that. I said most credible. That's not to say there okay, are other right. credible items. Okay. That's but it's idea. the one that we, out, that, that we basically were able to get. A, we feel very, very comfortable with that. And the other ones sure we feel some comfortable. We're pretty sure about the, the full yeah. moon. Yeah. I, I have strong feelings about Wolfbane. But uh, in, particular, <laughs> in particular, I know that thing about the moon is true. For sure. So it does, it does go full. And right. uh, even if you can't see it, it it's full sometimes. So, and that is the case, uh, we, we, we have a link that always lets you see exactly, uh, you know, how many days it is to the next full moon. Right now, when you're listening, it will be 12 days until the next full moon. And that will be on Thursday, uh, 25th of January, and it'll be at 11.54 a.m. late morning. Yeah. Okay. So. That that is the way it runs, and so what 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 what's the big deal? Okay, well, John, what's the role of a full a full moon in, in oh, the werewolf? Oh, that's when the werewolf will be out. So that means when the full moon isn't out, that's there you don't are. have to worry. And that's that's a, there it is. That, that's probably the basic premise upon which we can say lighten up. It's not quite as bad as you might think because a wolf man no. is not going to be out all the time just when there's a full moon. 
Yeah. So relax, kick back, and uh, uh, enjoy yourself. But when the full moon does roll around, two things. Number one, if you are not a werewolf, I would recommend you stay indoors. Yes. Okay? Keep your head down. Don't do anything to attract attention. This would not be the time to, uh, you know, put a leg of lamb out on your front porch to cure. <laughs> That'd be a bad idea. Okay? That's asking for trouble. You know? The reenactment of the Passover where you put the blood of a lamb above your door. Another mistake. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. I know it's an impulse you have sometimes. Right? The only thing to note about this is the fact that, it, you know, staying indoors is one thing. The other thing is you maybe can identify some werewolves. And if you can, yes. stay away from them. Yes, there are signs. Uh, if you accidentally cut off, a, you know, a werewolf's finger... You know, you'll now have a fingerprint you can use to identify a werewolf. Good to know. Uh, yeah. They can regenerate that, I do believe, can't they? They can. They can. It's a little more difficult for them to regenerate a whole arm. One of the things people don't realize about werewolves is, how are we going to stop this thing? Well, here's the thing. If a werewolf gets too cut up in a fight and he has too much regeneration to do, he's going to retreat. Okay. Because his strength, his strength ebbs. As his body has to regenerate. This is, hey, it's still physics, still physiology. It's a werewolf, but there are right. still our rules. So if if you inflict enough damage, so a mob can be effective against a single werewolf. You know, pitchforks True. and torches, all good. All good, John. They had it right in the movie, you know, where the villagers all get their pitchforks and torches. That's effective. That works. It's effective, wood, but it could be. There's better items that can be used. Oh, because I mean, better. some of the weapons, yeah, much, much better, better, much better. Oh yeah. And I mean, when you're you're talking about, uh, for example, I, I think that rather than getting like a BB gun or a pellet gun, I think best to get an elephant gun, assault rifle. Yeah. You know, something of yeah. that of that machete. nature. Machete, take the cat, guy's head off. That'll do it. Yeah. Uh, and a game. So just think in terms of whatever weapon you're going to use. Probably step it up a little bit. Make it a little bit more one of the more effective weapons. You know, this, this yeah. also goes along with, uh, you know, so they're, 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 they're not, they're vulnerable. They are. are. They are. They are. There are rules. This is not anything goes. And, and, you know, it, it, is it a young werewolf? Is it an old werewolf? The old ones get crafty and they, they evolve, they get more powerful. So you have to be careful about that. But all that said, there's a lot of stuff going around, John, that just doesn't hold up. And one of the, let's just knock these off one by one. Wolfbane. Okay. Okay. Wolfbane is actually poisonous to real wolves, but it is okay. not poisonous to werewolves. But werewolves have racial memory of wolves, so they they do have an aversion to it. They can't kill them, but they have an aversion to it. So right. it's a temporary measure to distract them and maybe put them off a little bit, but it's not going to ruin their day or their night in no. this case. No. Right. So, so well, you know, silver can can work on a temporary basis, but it's not foolproof because what will happen is a re the organ will recover and rel relatively quickly with respect to a werewolf. So you might be able to ward them off for a bit. But Are we talking about like a bullet or a knife or something? Silver bullet is what we're talking oh, about okay. here. Okay. So right. you know, you the once you get the bullet out, then I'm afraid I'm afraid then it's you know you can be able to recuperate pretty quickly. Okay. You know, we also right. got to think about fire. Fire is also a good thing to use. But again, you know, the whole thing with these werewolves and doing something to protect yourself, you got to understand that the closer you get to them, the more vulnerable, the vulnerable you're going to be. So you got to basically, with fire, 
you need some distance. And that's the reason yeah. that I recommend you step up your game, get a flamethrower. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Wait a minute. So, in other words, the, the villagers with the torches, are, are, are they playing minor league? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Okay, so. All right. That's really firepower, John. And, and you know, about. the other thing, some of the things you ought to really make sure to avoid is keep salt away from you while you're, there's a chance a wolf, werewolf comes by because one thing they like is they like seasoned food. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll just take that, that salt away from you, put it on you, and they've got themselves a better meal. So you got to be yeah, careful. Yeah. Some of the best chefs are werewolves. How many people know that? <laughs> Right. Yeah. And you've seen it. You've seen it. Oh, well, yeah. I don't have to tell you. All right. I think I think we beat think, that one to death. I think uh, I think we give a lot of good advice out. That's the key. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. A lot of good advice. And, you know, the best best way to uh, deal with the wearables is prevention, avoidance. Right. Yes. That's the way. Don't even go there. Yeah. Good night for a movie. We have a word, though. Hey, we do have a word. And our word is migrant. M-I-G. R-A-N-T. This is a person who attempts to permanently relocate uh, to uh, a new country, but who may be subject to deportation and, uh, and, and by the government of that country. So uh, the law, U.S. law does allow uh, people to come in. And actually, it, 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 it attempts to uh, actually is probably looking for a, t a temporary place is what a migrant is. Migrant is a very broad term. It mostly does deals with people moving from one place to another, from a country they've been in to a new country, and their their variety, and that's part of what the issue that we're going to discuss. And so, it's a, the idea is U.S. law allows migrants in the U.S., including some who entered the country unlawfully, to request asylum as a means to halt their deportation. So that's uh. that's the key key to the word. And I got that out of an article that uh, talked a little bit about uh, asylum seekers. And that's that's the key. And that's going to lead us right into our two takes. That's what it boils down it to. It is. It is. I just noticed that migrant has the word rant in it. So, Yeah. And that means nothing. Ah, okay. Yeah. To know. Yeah. So I just got distracted. I'm old. What can I tell you? We do have a two takes, though, and uh, this sure is do. a good one, actually. This is this is something you and I talk about, I would say, periodically, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah, I would say because one reason we do is because I am in a uh, – I, I, I see migrants, asylum seekers, every day. I mean, if I go to the grocery store or I go to the, go to the drugstore, they're there. And so that's the reason it's, it's there, and I'm, I'm very uh, – I, I notice it quite a bit. So, yeah, and Chicago's a sanctuary city. So, yeah, and that's really where I feel there's this connection that's made between sanctuary cities and migrants. And I and I looked into it and I feel that there's a lot of misconceptions. There's a lot of loose using use of terms, but including migrants. And we're going to try to tighten up some of these terms so that we can get a little bit better understanding as to what's going on. And U.S. sanctuary cities, what's what's frustrating about this term is that this yeah. isn't a law. Uh, this could be, it isn't a federal law. There's no specific definition for it. Each city has their own policy, and sometimes they don't even have that. But what it re re is all about, it has to do not with migrants, generally speaking. It has to do with immigrants. 
And there's a difference between immigrants and migrants because immigrants are the ones who of the of these people that go back and forth that want to permanently stay in the United States. They go through a process. And the problem is that these immigrants that live in cities quite often have have uh, maybe they got in illegally. Uh, maybe they have their they're expired in terms of what's allowing them to stay here legally and they risk being deported. And so what these sanctuary cities are saying is, look, if you have not committed a crime and the federal government is looking for you, we're not going to help the immigration people uh, look you look you up. So don't worry about deportation. And and what's the benefit of doing this? Well, by by doing that. What they're able to do is they're able to maybe help with respect to reporting crimes, these these illegal immigrants and use health and social services and also enroll their children into school. And this started in the 80s. We've got 600 sanctuary cities and to make it even worse. Wow. It's actually jurisdictions because uh, cities probably a uh, misnomer because it could be counties. It right. could actually we've got one whole state, the state of, of California. Yeah. But if we take a look at it in terms of large cities, we're talking New York, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, D.C. are some examples. So when you use the word migrant, it's usually the migrant. You got to say something more than that to really get down to the details. And yeah. so we're really talking about here are asylum seeker seeking migrants. And that means that they're mm. coming here. And what they've done is they've left their their home. Uh, due to the fear of prosecution, violence, et cetera. It might be a government. It might be a specific group. And they're, cartel. they're seeking, yeah, a cartel, crime, a crime organization, seeking protection. Uh, and the thing to remember is that, hey, if they're coming here for a great opportunity, that's not asylum. If they're coming no. here because they had a weather disaster, well, that's your government should be taking care of that. That's not a good thing for asylum. Oh, the I other didn't know thing that. is they cannot... They, they do not become uh, asylum seekers until they touch uh, ground, you know, get their boots on the ground in the country that they're going to. Right. So that means that you can't be an asylum seeker before you get here. And the problem is that we've got a lot of we've, we've had more uh, and, and they've had a, a bunch of them. Uh, uh, you know, what's happened is that Governor Abbott from Texas has gotten, you know, many of the migrants have come over the Texas border from Mexico, not necessarily Mexicans. They've been bouncing all the way up there from Central America. Yeah. And there's been over 95,000 migrants that hit sanctuary cities, um, you know, being bust in 2022 and 2023. From Texas. From Texas. Uh, they could come, some of them from Arizona too, but most of them are from Texas. Texas is the one who's basically uh, uh, bussing yeah. them around. And they're, so they're going to sanctuary cities. Um so what's happened is that the process, because there's so many of them, has taken so long. Now, what is the connection that we have between sanctuary cities and migrants is there's really no direct connection. Because you see, mm. the reason Governor Abbott is doing this is to protest the way that we've, we're using the immigration law. And this is really kind of what I find is interesting because – what Governor, uh, what President Biden has done is he says, look, I'm going to lift what we what what Trump did and what Trump did has all to do with the pandemic, because right. there's U.S. health laws that say that, look, there can be circumstances in which we've got to stop the stop the flow of people coming into our country because it, we're, we're running the risk of a spreading disease or, uh, right. you know, a pandemic. 
And Trump was doing this way before we, the pandemic hit. He was saying, look, they're disease ridden already. Let's, and he, he did that. But when the pandemic came, he really had a good excuse to do it. And Biden has lifted it. And of course, that's left, left of the flow. So that's uh, so that there is not that direct connection. And uh, and that's the, the way that it's all happening. So um, there's another group. So the, the, the deal is that there's another group that comes into our country and they're called refugees. And right. quite often, the word refugees is used to describe the asylum seekers. Refugees not. are not, they're a, a whole separate group because you see the refugees become refugees before they come here. It's international law, United Nations, etc. And we they work with the U.S. to come up with these people. And there is a limit. There is an actual limit to the number of refugees. There's a, there's a ceiling of 125,000 and it's set every year. Not close to it, and so, and where they're coming from is they're coming from areas where the United Nation has, has, felt that these are areas that are are really are, they're they're in war. So so in a good example, or they've got a lot Ukraine. of upheaval. So you're talking Middle East, or you're talking Ukraine. So yeah. if you try to compare Ukrainians coming here and people coming across the border, those from Central America, Mexico, etc. There's no comparison between the two. And I think it's important okay. that we, we understand this difference. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Yeah, I, I think this is good because, you know, you can't really talk about a problem unless you know the terms you're using. You have right. to be speaking the same language in order to right. discuss a problem. And that's what's going on here. This ends up to being like a, an Abbott Costello routine after a while. On yeah, the it was on first. Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. exactly. So um, thank you, John. That's right. Yeah, I, and I, I just think that just don't understand that a part of the issue right now is these migrants are here, and usually they would be these asylum seekers, and they would be processed. And once they're processed, then you get work permits for them, and they would then able to, to flow into the into the economy. There is our economy right now is in a position where uh, there you know there are employers out there seeking people to work. But usually you don't get the work permits until you become uh, you, you get approved as an asylum seeker. And, it, and that's not happening. So there's at least a, a proactive approach to getting some of these people uh, pre-registered so that once they right. do get the approval. But there's so many different layers of, of, of different appeals you can do when you go through the process. So if you say, well, I didn't get um, they didn't consider me an asylum seeker. Well, I can I can protest or I can, you know, appeal that. So it's 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 definitely messy and it's it's clogged up and it needs the the process needs to be made more efficient. So wow, other point. Okay, thing, yeah, we could talk about this for a long time, but I think now we need two groaners. John, do you have them? Two groaners. Oh, you know what? I just happen to have two groaners. And here we go. Okay. And our groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. Also went into the groaner vault to pick out a, uh, one of them. So here we go. Here's oh. the first one. What is Dr. Jekyll's favorite game? What is Dr. Jekyll's favorite game? Hide and seek. Oh, God, you nailed that puppy. I did. I did. I just went right in for the kill. He went in for it. Okay. Like here's, a here's a, this one's a little bit more, has a little more nuance. Okay. What do you call a row of rabbits walking backward? What do you call a row of rabbits walking backward? 
so bad. Let's hear it. I don't know. A receding hairline. Oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Oh, that's one of your best. Yeah, one out of two. Good in any league. Out of here. All right.